All right, so thank you for listening to the Well Actually podcast. Uh, yeah, there's no intro music because this is going to be a shorter episode than normal, and it's going to be an angrier episode than normal. Uh, there's some things I just wanted to get off my chest, and I started to tweet about them, but I could just feel myself getting distracted and getting upset, and it'll be easy for things to get taken out of context, so I thought, why not just bring it here? So, no, I'm not talking about entanglements, uh, at least not yet. I'm not talking about Nick Cannon. I'm not talking about Kim's husband. Although it would be nice if black women were afforded a, a tenth of the grace and understanding that y'all have afforded him, i.e. Chrisette Michelle. And we're not talking about Terry freaking Cruz, even though like that's like a whole episode in itself. But no. So anyway, the first thing I want to talk about real quick is the viral Corona video. You know the one I'm talking about with the Nigerian Cameroonian doctor. And now at first I didn't even want to watch the video because I had no interest in it. But after receiving it from a couple of relatives in Nigeria, I knew I had to. And let me just say, hmm. So at first glance it, it looks like someone's just giving a passionate speech about Corona. And then things start to get murky when she first says that everyone start wearing masks. At that point, my, my, my spidey senses started tingling, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Then I was like, like, why the hell would a doctor say something so harmful? I mean, other than the president, who else would be that, that brazen? And things got really real when she stated that corona had a cure. A cure. Not treatment that slows down the effect, a flat-out cure. And I'm not going to repeat the drugs that she mentioned because I feel like that would be wholly irresponsible. And especially after speaking to doctors who have actually administered those said drugs and they still had a buttload of patients die. Like, yes, buttload is a medical term in this sense. And and it's like for the fact that some people are taking that video as gospel, even though it was put out as propaganda, so you might have seen it on YouTube, but it was put out initially by Breitbart, which is <laughs> air quotes news organization that makes Fox News look like Pulitzer Prize winning journalists. Anyway, so there are two uh, sets of people I want to speak to. Don't hold me to that number, but I'll try. I, I know I said it's going to be short. So first is the conspiracy theorists who <laughs> who somehow take every piece of information and use it to buttress their points even when it contradicts the last thing they said. For instance, when the pandemic started, it was all about how China's underreporting their numbers, which by any kind of logic would tell you that, oh, maybe the disease is more serious than we thought. Then all of a sudden, now you're saying the United States is overreporting their numbers. Really? Really? I mean, obviously, there's some discrepancy in numbers because like what how do you know someone died directly from corona or corona started but system failure and it like you you don't know any of that like so don't even try to like get all doogie hauser on us and then uh, i i kind of like how y'all quietly just stopped comparing the coronavirus to the to the flu because you realize just how stupid that sounded and for those of you who need numbers you know to put that narrative to rest once and for all there were 35,000 flu-related deaths last year. That's a lot, 35,000. As of this recording, there have been over 153,000 corona-related deaths. And that's with the country effectively shutting down for three months and 
there's still social distancing guidelines and masks. Please wear your freaking masks. So for those keeping score at home, that would be a very weird game to play. But if you're keeping score, that's more than four times the flu fatalities. And we just passed the halfway point of the year. Then the other group of people I want to address are the people who apparently don't understand the scientific method. You know, that part where you come up with a hypothesis, you design an experiment to test that hypothesis, analyze the results and draw conclusions. So how does this co- to, how does this connect to the pandemic, you might ask? I'm glad you asked. Well, you might have noticed how like in official or medical information, they try to avoid using the name coronavirus because that's a broad type of virus. Like remember SARS, MERS, those are all types of coronaviruses. So COVID-19 is probably the more accurate name. And I suppose if you want to get technical, COVID-19 is the disease. SARS-CoV-2 is the virus. So you remember when they were calling it the novel coronavirus? Novel as in new, as in not previously identified. So you know what scientists do? They try to apply what worked in other similar diseases and adjust based on the results. So when people start saying, oh, they said one thing at the beginning, And now they're changing. Yeah, that's how science works, dumbass. The same thing as when you were a child, they told you not to touch the stove or not to... Because they knew you couldn't handle it then. And they adjusted based on new information and based on how you responded to the information they gave you as well. It was like, yeah, you can cook now. But imagine if they just told you never to go near a stove. You'd be like me and not know how to cook. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is anyone who has just simply taken like accurately prescribed medicine... You know that just because it worked for someone else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. And I'm not going to even get into how y'all think the virus is on some sort of break just because it's summer. And like, <laughs> it's it's funny because and this is uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say on this. And before I move on, y'all are really out here in the middle of a pandemic that ravages the lungs and you're risking it over some hookah hookah. It as well. So let me get to the main reason for this episode. And I typically don't like to get into like things that are TMC, TMZ fodder because it's like either the stories are uninteresting to me or I just simply have nothing to add to them. And for a while, that's what this was. So the reports we got were um, Meg, Meg the Stallion and Tori Leans were in a car and there was some sort of altercation and there was something involving a gun. That's what we had at first. And then later details emerged and the picture became clear that Meg was a victim in all this. And then it turns out she sustained bullet wounds in both her feet and required surgery. And from all indications, Tori Leans was no one responsible. That's like I said, from all indications. And as horrific as that sounds, like that's not where the ugliness ended, not by a long shot. So what even sparked this whole thing was I saw Meg's, uh, I guess there was like a recording of her IG live where she was trying to, where she felt like she had to explain herself and explain how she wasn't like a catalyst for the incident where she wasn't like someone being violent as well. And I guess I'm also to blame in the, like when it comes to this, because it's like, I didn't feel a need to like look into it or anything. But once I saw that, it was like, like it was like a very short video. It was like a 40 second video. And she spent half of it just 
trying not to break down and cry in the video and i was like it was tough to watch and like i said that's not where the ugliness ended so now i'm going to address the idiots assholes and brain dead morons who thought that was a breeding ground for comedy and surprisingly or not depending on who you ask the vast majority of the wannabe dave chappelle's were black men yeah and there, there might be some of you who are saying, damn, you can't take a joke. And I guess this episode is speaking directly to you. So I'm going to try to get through this without sounding too disgusted. But in case uh, at this point, I'm probably not succeeding. Or if you're one of those people who deem it appropriate to make jokes about a likely incident of assault. I just want to explain why everyone you know should be ashamed of you. So first, we're going to just we're going to talk about the nature of these jokes. And they run the gamut of scumbaggery. Like there was, it was a little bit of everything. Just in case they wanted to, they wanted to make sure they offended everybody, basically. So we went from everything from how the like Tory Lanez was well within his rights to shoot Meg because of their size difference. Tory Lanez is five foot three, one hundred and twenty pounds, and Meg the Stallion is five foot ten, and therefore she's somehow mannish. And it's funny. And by funny, I mean abhorrent how black women are often the target of this kind of claims. And all you had to do is look at Serena Williams. She faced that and still faces that up till now. So now this is where it gets especially despicable. Some folks were making the assertion that Tory discovered that Meg was a transsexual and that not only provoked the shooting, but excused it as if being transsexual makes violence acceptable. For the record, it does not. Like, in case you needed some sort of clarification there, it does not. And as if black trans uh, or trans people of color don't have it already tough enough. Like, they have enough things to worry about. Like, how little anti-discrimination protection they have. For things that are as basic as housing or employment. But now let me tell you why I think you should really feel like trash and reconsider all your life choices. When you were in your little chuckle fest with your bros and you're talking about how you're shooting chicks all summer or just laughing at the jokes, there, there are some clear messages you are sending knowingly and otherwise. Like, this is just the reality of the situation. So not only did, so not only did you not find this disgusting, but you found it amusing. And the thing about humor, what we joke about, we normalize. And what we normalize, we excuse. So now you signal to people that you don't have a problem with this. And then to go along with this, you now you might think it's just, hey, I mean, it's just a joke, but is it? All right, explain, explain it to me. Just break it down. Like, what is it about a 25-year-old woman who has done nothing but have fun and spit bars? And I'm, I'm talking about bars, like no ghostwriting rumors. And that's not even to say, like, if someone else was writing her rhymes, that it would make it any, like, less tragic. No. Like, all she has done is... is like, she's a very bubbly person if you've watched anything that she's ever done. So what is it about her getting shot that induces laughter? Like, break it down to me. Like, explain explain it to me like I'm five. Nothing? All right. So another group you've also signaled to is the, hey, I just slapped my girl around. Like, at least I didn't shoot her. So I'm, I'm good, right? Like, we're good, right? Because, I mean, if a bullet gets a laugh out of you, you obviously don't mind other forms of violence, right? right silence i didn't think so 
And now the the final group, which is probably the most impactful one, and this is the group that made me that made me want to record this episode. So these are the women who have been or are currently experiencing domestic or intimate partner violence. And do you know what you've shown them? Not only that you're not someone that they can come to for help, support, safety, or empathy, but you've proven to them that the world at large simply doesn't care. But wait, they were jokes, right? Like, were, were they? So you really don't think there are people on your Instagram, Twitter, or like with that kind of experience? I mean, of course they do, like, dumbass. And if you're one of those jokesters, I sincerely hope you are filled with the deepest shame that festers and it it manifests itself whenever you look in the mirror. Because at the end of the day, when we say Black Lives Matter, it means male, female, cis, trans, gay, or straight. Violence against a black woman by a black man should be met with the same ferocity as if it were done by a cop. And no, I'm not going black on black crime because that's obviously a myth. But as the head of household that you so aggressively claim to be, whether biblically or hoteptually, your job is to protect, not put them at further risk. And I remember when John Boyega was speaking at a Black Lives Matter rally, he made sure to mention how we need to take care of our black women. Because society as a whole is truly cruel to black women. And like Malcolm X said, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And also, like, if the statement Black Lives Matter annoys you, just go ahead and unsubscribe. Because if the NFL and the Boston Red Sox can get on board with that, you have no excuse. Like, this is 2020. We're done explaining. Anyway, I'm done ranting, and I want to thank you for listening, whoever stuck around to the end. And I just want to tell every black woman listening to this that, you know, I'm going to ride with you no matter what, even when it's no longer popular. I'll try and do this again under better circumstances, hopefully. Take care.